Hey, come on in, come on in, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Can Party. Let me show you around. This is an entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, and those aspiring to be so. The aim is to introduce you to inspiring, like-minded people who are doing what they love every single day and having so much fun in the process. You see, business can and should be fun. I'm your host, Scott Stockdale, and it's my job to tease out their habits, routines, successes, failures, favorite resources, books, etc., etc. All that good stuff. Alrighty, make yourself at home, grab yourself a drink, and let's get this party started. Hey, hey, or welcome to episode 103 of Entrepreneurs Can Party. I'm your host, Scott, and on today's show, I'm going to be sharing some questions which helped make 2020 one of my most productive, successful years to date. This was originally a Medium article which I've since split into three parts, so you're going to hear part one today, and then parts two and three in the coming weeks. And you know what? That's all I'm going to say about it. So without further ado, let's jump into today's show, which is all about questions which helped make 2020 my best year to date. Eleven questions to boost your income, become more aware and get stuff done. Part one. Thinking like my unofficial mentors made 2020 my most abundant year to date. Back in March, my podcast reached the top 10 of Apple Podcasts just six days after launching. It's also the year I outsourced work to a virtual assistant and created my first Udemy course. Over 89 students have enrolled to date and it's made over $500 in its first four weeks. On top of this, I've continued working with a therapist, sought help from a life coach and moved into my own flat. My life is starting to feel more abundant and I believe the same can happen to you. You see, I credit a lot of this success to 11 questions I've been asking myself throughout the year. These are questions I've heard from my unofficial mentors, and they're unofficial in the sense we've never met face to face. However, they've taught me so much about the world and myself. My reflection looks like this. Every morning, I list three things I'm grateful for, three things that would make my day amazing, and one affirmation. Then, I choose one of the 11 questions and reflect on it whilst eating breakfast. Never go to sleep without a request to your subconscious. Thomas Edison. My suggestion? Don't digest the questions all in one go. They're pretty heavy, and reflecting on them over the rest of this month could set you up for an incredible 2021. Here goes. Number one. What would 100% effort look like? Lana Dingwall. Lana is a life coach, host of Changing the Story, and an all-round wonderful human being. She was also the first guest to appear on my podcast. There have been many times this year when I've not put in the work, when I've succumbed to laziness. Take my podcast. Despite being listened to in 59 countries around the world, I know I could be doing more. There's always more promoting to be done, more content to be produced, and more podcasts to guest on. Still, it's only when I hold up a mirror to maximum effort do I see my excuses. This is why Lana's question is so powerful. Once I decide to put in more effort, I still might not have the answers. As the old saying goes, however, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Lao Tzu. Number two. What's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? Gary Keller. Gary Keller is an American author of the best-selling book, The One Thing. I'm currently creating another Udemy course. I'm aiming to have released 10 by this time next year. These courses are helping me generate passive income, which will help me ditch the 9 to 5. Making them, therefore, is my one thing. However, life can get in the way. Work picks up, commitments arise it's up to me to stay the course. Gary's question helps me do this. For example, I could work twice as hard on my 9 to 5, 
Unfortunately though, this isn't going to move me closer to what I want. It's a distraction, something that just needs doing. Putting in the hours during lunch breaks and in the evenings on my one thing is the only way I'm going to forge the life I want. Number three, is this a hell yes? Derek Sivers. Derek is an American writer, programmer and entrepreneur. He's also the author of my favorite book of all time, Anything You Want. Derek's advice here is simple. Unless an opportunity makes you go, hell yes, don't take it. This way, your calendar won't be full of obligations you're not truly excited about. Putting this into practice is harder than it sounds. What if an opportunity seems like a hell yes, but you later discover it isn't? Or you don't want to let your friends down by saying no? It's something I still struggle with. However, I have got better at saying no, thanks in large part to Tim Ferriss. He shares some of the letters he received from people who declined to be involved in his latest writing project. This response from Danny Mayer, the founder and CEO of Union Square Hospitality Group, is one of my favourites. Greetings and thanks for writing. I'm grateful for the invitation to participate in Tim's next book project, but I'm struggling at this moment to make time because of all the work we're doing at Union Square Hospitality Group, including my ongoing procrastination with my own writing projects. I thought carefully about this, as it's clearly a wonderful opportunity, but I'm going to decline with gratitude. Know the book will be a big success. Thanks again, Danny. Number four, what did you fail at this week? Sarah Blakely's father. Sarah Blakely is an American businesswoman, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. She's the founder of Spanx, and her net worth is an estimated $1 billion. When Sarah's family had dinner, her dad would ask her and her siblings, what did you fail at? If they had nothing, he'd be disappointed. It seems counterintuitive, right? Surely he's not encouraging them to fail? As Sarah explains, though, he knew many people become paralyzed because they're afraid of failure. They're afraid of what others are going to think. As a result, they create a safe, riskless life. Powerful questions, right? Next week, we'll be continuing these 11 questions. Have a great weekend. We'll speak soon. Take care. Hey, hey, so outsourcing to a virtual assistant for less than $5 an hour has been a game changer for me. My VA living in Vietnam is, for one, a lovely human being, and two, she saves me so much time every single week since we started working together in May 2020. She produces these episodes, she edits audio, she sends emails to guests, she creates social media posts, she writes show notes, completes ad hoc tasks, and we spend less than one hour a week communicating over Zoom and email. Pretty dreamy, am I right? Well, I now share all these systems, insights, and mistakes I've made in my very first Udemy course, so you too can outsource to a virtual assistant and save over 10 plus hours a week. Since launching in November 2020, over 80 students have enrolled and the course has received over 20 five-star ratings. To find out more, check out the link in my show notes where you can get an exclusive discount or visit udemy.com forward slash course forward slash outsource hyphen two hyphen a hyphen virtual hyphen assistant. That's not easy to say. Let me just repeat that. That's udemy.com forward slash course forward slash outsource hyphen two hyphen a hyphen virtual hyphen assistant for more details.